your beers and open your ears. Turn it up loud so you can hear. Here, sit back, relax, and take a toke. Beers mandatory, ain't no joke. It's Chris and Nick and Taylor too. We're gonna have some fun with you. It's Grip and Nick and Taylor too. We're gonna have some fun with you. It's NBA and NHL and beers and NFL and mandatory stuff and sometimes MLB and skips and bleeps and where do we live and it's lots of lots of fun and everybody likes it and it's Grip and Nick and Taylor too. We're gonna have some fun with you. It's Grip and Nick and Taylor too. We're we're gonna have some fun with you. Nick, I, Nick, I'm done. I have no more lyrics. I, I don't know what else you want me to say. I'm, it's it's not a sandwich, Nick. It's it's a cookie. It's two layers of cookie. It's a cookie, man. It's a cookie. Boys are back. The boys are back. It's been a year, man. Been a whole year. Been a whole year since we've uh, we've been here. This is the first beers mandatory of 2019. Welcome, guys. Welcome to the fray. You probably thought we weren't coming back, but we did. <laughs> but we did come back. So all your hopes went unanswered. Yeah. Uh, we came back. Uh, episode 33. Yep, Mr. Larry Bird. Mr. Larry Bear. Yep, Larry Bear Bird. Uh, a little shout out right now. I'm not sure if you'll ever hear this, but uh, Mr. Andy Bird, a friend of ours from high school. Larry's Legends. Oh, and yeah. Fucking he's, massacred he's, yeah. me this week, man. Massacred me last week. John came from behind and ended up beating me. I don't know what's happening with my team, bro. Yeah. They've just... Well, basically, me, Tay, Alex, and Andrew's You're the only one with winning records. I've soared. Everyone else is just nosedive That's off why the I'm 5-7 and seven now, and I'm still, like, third in, the, in our division. <laughs> like, I'm still in playoffs. Makes no sense, eh? But, like, I need to figure it out, man, because, like, I can't keep losing. Well, you want to get on, like, a good head of steam, too, like, heading into the playoffs and everything like that, right? But one thing I did notice, because I was curious, um, and I checked this morning. I was like, man, my team hasn't been performing that bad. Like, I'm putting up good points. I'm like, I'm curious to see how many points four I have. Um, so, in our division, who's in our division? It's you, you me, John, John, Alex is in ours? No, Caballo's in ours. Caballo. And Alex and in the other. Alex is in the other. Anyways. someone else. Our top three teams, so I think it's you, Cabal, or Caballo, you, and John, or however the order goes, yeah. you guys all have a high, like higher points than me by like quite a bit, but then in the other division, the winning teams, what I think is like Taylor, and, Taylor Alex, and Alex, Yeah, I have the same amount of points for as them, so, so I'm like, what the fuck? Ours is just, it's the West, we're the West, yeah. right? The West is just stacked <laughs> as per usual, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, my team's not that bad, I just keep losing all these close games, people keep outscoring me, so. That's interesting. I wonder yeah. like... Well, but I guess, like, seeding doesn't really... Uh, only it's, like, the top seed in each division makes uh, the playoffs, right? And then everything else is just best record. Oh, really? I think so, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was four from each division, but I could be totally wrong. Interesting. I hope it's not that. No, I know. I hope it's not that. Yeah, that would suck. Because, like, how, how we do hockey is the top two teams from each division make it, mm-hmm. and then it's just the next best two. Maybe you're right, actually. Yeah. That'd be better because that would. It's a little be bit more, more representative, for me. right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyways, Nick, how you been? First day back. Yeah, first day back. What was it? It was a classic. It first was, day back from what I hear. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. just kind of like, all right, this is what we're gonna be doing. See you later. <laughs> Peace. We'll get to it next week. Peace, fucker. That's pretty much how it yeah. goes. So. Peace, fucker. Yeah, like. Um, that's good. Yeah. Lauren's schedule got changed on her. So did mine. Yeah. 
She didn't but have a class today. No, I noticed that. Like, I didn't see her found, there. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, she just checked it this morning and was like, what? I noticed because I got an fuck? email like three days ago and they're like, oh, there's been a t- change to your timetable. And all that happened to me was they moved my one of my classes on Thursday, which I only had like a class Thursday morning. They bumped it to Monday morning, which I had a class from 1030 to 1230. So now I'm just 830 to 1230 Monday, Thursday off. Oh, so awesome. I'm happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it well, works Lauren just out. got fucked though because uh, now she has an 830 to 1030 Monday and a 1030 to 1230 or 930 to 1130 Tuesday, as opposed to it being having a, Tuesday off. She had Mondays off initially, and then she had that oh. class after, on Tuesday, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I'm like, you need to, I don't, like, you need to tell them you don't care if the class is full or anything like that. Like, three days before, you just basically changed your ability to... Oh, that's kind of shit. ...earn a living, right? Yeah. yeah. It's truly shitty. So <laughs> I think she's she's dealing with that now. Uh, but she probably didn't get that email because, into the next shout-out, I don't want to give a shout-out to my brother Ian! Congratulations. And his wife, Shauna. Congratulations, guys, on the wedding. The big uh, marriage happened this past... <laughs> uh, big old marriage. Big old M happened <laughs> this past weekend. Uh, I was in attendance. It's So I just wanted to say, Shauna, uh, your parents, Marty, Jerry, uh, the brothers, my new brothers, uh, Kevin, Michael, and Adam, uh, welcome to our fucking crazy shit. And if uh, <laughs> you guys ever want to come on, please, more than more than welcome to come on to the You're podcast. You're screwed now. Yeah, you <laughs> dumb, dumb idiots. Um, no, it was a lovely time. When it was really beautiful. It was a pretty yeah. cool location. It was at, like, uh, it was at a museum. You had great weather this weekend, actually. Yeah, it was all beautiful. Like, I, I gauged the stress levels of everyone. No one was particularly <laughs> stressed. That's like, good. Including, including my brother's wife. So that's really all you can it's ask very for, important. right? Very important. Um, so I just want to tell a little anecdote from, from this weekend. Uh, so the food that they had, they had like a bunch of food stations, everything like that. The food was great. I just, unfortunately, like, you know, being best man and stuff like that, like you had to do speeches, you had to talk to a bunch of people and stuff like that. I just didn't get as much food as I necessarily wanted or anything like that. Right. Like it was just, you know, by happenstance, I I wasn't going to get as much food as I necessarily wanted. They had a great late night taco bar as well too. Definitely jammed a bunch of those into my, in my gullet. Um... (laughs) But so then we're leaving, I get to the hotel, and I'm like, hey man, I need to order a pizza. And he's like, yeah, just order it from, I'm not sure if I should say the name of the place. Like, I, I kind of want to chirp them and then compliment them at the same time. I'm just going to say, Pepe's Pizza. Pepe. Pepe. Pepe and his pizza. So they're like, yeah, we'll deliver it right to your room, uh, give us 30 minutes. It came in like 13. Wow. Which, yeah, but like, at, the, at some point though, that's you like, you have that pre-ready. Yeah, yeah. Take more time on your pizza, please. <laughs> yeah. For my benefit, please take more time, right? So you get there, and the pizza was almost unpalatable at night. Like, and I was drunk, mind you, and I thought this was the grossest. Like, pizza. just didn't taste good, or was it cold? You would literally grab it. Like, you know how, like, you can rip apart pizza and it does, like, the cheesy thing? Yeah. You would, like, literally grab it, and, like, it would just rip in half. Like, literally just, like, the crust would fall apart. Like, legitimately. Basically, there was one of two things. Other, either they didn't cook it long enough... Or, for whatever reason, this dough had, like, no egg or flour, no sort of binding agent. Because, like, literally, like, it, it, t- it tore like paper. The cheese was, like, poorly distributed, too. Like, you'd get one slice that was covered in cheese and another slice that had, like, this huge, like, U-shape towards the crust of just sauce. Like, because oh, they just missed the God. cheese. I was like, oh, my God. This is, like, a shitty fucking pizza, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I was drunk, so I still ate two slices. Uh, <laughs> but so the next morning, we were on our way to a brunch, uh... And, you know, I just needed to get something to get me going, right? Like, I wasn't hungover or anything like that. I was pretty good, like, throughout the night. Um, but so I, I had a slice of that pizza. 
And I, I ran into the bathroom to tell Lauren, I was like, Lauren, this might be the greatest slice of pizza, like individual slice of pizza I'd ever eaten. Yeah. And I've never seen that where like a pizza was so bad hot, <laughs> but was like a really delicious slice of pizza cold. Le- left over. Yeah. It made no sense. I was like, <laughs> it was like that bad last night. Like it was un- untenable the night before. And then all of a sudden it's like the greatest pizza of all time. That is a strange concept. It was so weird. I like, cause no, like, I do like cold pizza. Like, I, I love cold pizza. I love cold Usually if the cold pizza I enjoy pizza, the hot, hot slice. Hot I enjoy too. the slice hot. Exactly. It's not like it makes it good. Yeah. And they were just joking like, wouldn't that be funny? They're like, hey, Pepe's pizza. Oh yeah. yeah that'll be about three hours. We're just going to make it, <laughs> cool it down for two and a half hours and then send it off to you. Yeah. But, uh. That was my little anecdote from the wedding. Was great. Lots of Perfect. fun. Brunch went well. Had a nice relaxing yesterday. Perfect. Played some 2K. Been playing a lot of 2K. Yeah, we got the draft coming up. Our league starts tonight in about uh, three and a half hours. Going to be exciting. Seven sixteen. I'll boys, see you there. Boys, boys. I'll see you there. <laughs> Um, we'll see if John and Tim, they won't hear this before. No, <laughs> before they, they will. They, they, unfortunately, they will not. Yeah, they will not. It'll be a post thing. Future John and Taylor are like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did do <laughs> oh, that Oh, yeah, draft. draft, indeed, indeed. Um, five-team league, pretty yeah, excited. Pretty that's, excited. That's probably the most we've had in an online gaming league since, what, like, NHL 11? Maybe. I wouldn't have even been in that league, dude. I didn't have Xbox back then. No? Yeah. I wouldn't have oh. been in that, yeah. I know we had a pretty good league in 11. It might have been around five, six guys. Yeah. And I think we had an online league in like NBA 2K12 as well. We had one in like thir- 12 or 13. But it was only, you were in that. Yeah, but it was only the, f- it was me, you, John, and Tay. Yeah, it was only it was four, of us. four of us. Yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah. Steve was in that. Steve was? Yeah, but he hated it. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's not a 2K guy. Yeah, he hated it. He did hate it. I do not recall that league. Did we play it like very much? Yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we did more than just one season, but I remember. Because I had my team was disgusting. It was like Andre Godala in twenty thirteen was oh, just like God. the greatest basketball player uh, of all unblockable. time. Yeah, yeah, unstoppable. I had him, Dwayne Wade, uh, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, it was a pretty. I was like, wow, my team is almost <laughs> like offensively good. Needless to say, yeah. we're uh, we're excited for tonight. Very excited for tonight. Also, just two K nineteen. If you don't have it. Uh, someone that listens to this podcast that rhymes with Mattias. Um, you should get it. It's like a super smooth gameplay, like just across the board. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it uh, is really, really well polished game. Yeah, so, like you'll just notice little things like, uh, like little sidestep dribble moves. It's it's You're so like, realistic wow, and yeah, smooth, yeah. man. Yeah. Um. And and I said this to Graham off air. Me being like football is my sport. Um. You know what? I might catch some flack for this comment. But uh, honestly, it is it is more well put together and a true representation yeah. um, of its sport than Madden does with football. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. Uh, well, I mean, and, and like if you think of it like this, EA Sports every single year needs to put out a Madden game, an NHL game, a dude. They still do soccer. They still have the soccer contract. They're still the yeah, big soccer yeah. game. Man, I don't know if you ever did play in the, in the past, but uh, two, before EA Sports bought out the rights to the NFL, um, 2K made football games. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, the last game they did was NFL 2K5. And I know Taylor wasn't a huge fan of them, but um, it, you can imagine it was a football game with the 2K, 2K feel. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, it had yeah. the presentation. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. had the sweet halftime show. Or the, like, uh, the grappler, like, uh, the controller play. 
Yeah, like, like, like everything about playing 2K in a controller, like it just feels seamless. Exactly. Like, just like all the buttons, like every, it's still a simple enough game. Like basketball is definitely more simple than than football, right? Yeah. So it so, feels like you can manage it more within the controller. Definitely. Right? But but with that being said, 2K still like the amount of things you can do is endless, man. Like the dribble moves and like the mm-hmm. button combinations. You I don't even know how. Like the step backs and the I don't side know. Steps I don't know any of them, like man. That, man. Like that's I've, I've only just started like expanding my repertoire to sidestep shots and step back shots. I can do the turn around jump uh, turn around jumper now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. and maybe do like the 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 shoulder pump and then turn do the turn around jumper. Oh, like the the do the then, like then go, go the other way, way and, and then, then come go the other, other way. way. Yeah. Um, but about other than that, like. I figured out how to do like a teardrop, um, like a floater kind of thing. Yeah, 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 but I, I'm not very good at them. But yeah, man, there's yeah. so much to learn. Precisely, but uh, I'm very excited to play the league, man. Me too. I still got this week off. I think I'm gonna. Graham's gonna be done his 28 probably games. Did, probably uh... done most of my computer <laughs> games by the time uh, time Saturday rolls around. But uh, no, no, pretty excited. Just you know what, like today, I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things. Like I was out doing things this morning, right? Like you know, I mean, even though it's a week how's your off, sleep schedule been? It's been fucked yeah, for three weeks. Yeah. Like, it is legit. Maybe start resetting. Yeah, that. exactly, right? <laughs> Going exactly. to bed at a respectful I got time. up at, like, 7.45 today. I was like, yeah, okay, I need to... I Just need don't to text it. anyone asking to play 2K at, like, 11 o'clock. Post, then you yeah. know you're going to be up yeah. to, like, 2, 3 o'clock. Because I will play until 3, 3. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. Now that... And so two of our guys are in a different time zone than us. But which time zone? I don't really know. Uh, I think it's zone. the uh, prairies. It's the prairie provinces. Whatever that and is. And we're in... Central. We're in Mumbai, India, so... <laughs> Like the time difference is hey, truly twelve hours. Truly it's, remarkable. It's, crazy. it's almost impossible. It's crazy. But uh, I've noticed, like, so Rich and Tay, like, I can get caught into a bad habit because I've definitely yeah, been caught with Richard in the past couple. Because I'm like, I'll look up and it's like three o'clock in the morning, but like, really, it's only twelve there. Definitely. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like okay, I understand why you're still going. And Taylor was always one to like be like, let's play another one, even when he was here. At like so, 11 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, now, can you imagine him being it earlier? He'll, I can see him just pushing. Um, All right. So, but that's exciting. Like I said, I'm excited to get yeah, dive into the definitely, league. Definitely. Yeah, my sleep schedule has been definitely messed up, though. Lots of parties, Christmas parties, New Year's parties, uh, the wedding. Late obviously. night 2K. Late night 2K. Yeah. Been pretty monopolized. <laughs> yeah. Pretty monopolized, all things considered. <laughs> Um, so we had a crazy wildcard weekend. We'll talk mm. about that after the break. Yes, sir. Uh, and actually quite a bit happened in the NBA as well, too. So I'm glad, because I think we were talking about doing it either yesterday or today. Yeah. I'm glad we pushed it to today, because we got... Get uh, the NFL the action f- in. Two, and then we got Thibs getting fired. Yep. And Jimmy Butler being a psycho again. Took, took which, a while way, for that, eh? By the way, which we claimed. <laughs> we claimed, just like, man, I don't How know. Long ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, yeah. Jimmy Butler. I'm like, <laughs> I don't like the three of those together. Yeah. That, that seems combustible. <laughs> Um, so I'm just gonna take a quick word from our sponsor. We'll dive uh, dive into a super fun, exciting wild card weekend. Yes, sir. Dynamite. Hey, <laughs> do you have a girlfriend? Cool. Whatever. She have trouble sleeping. There is an easy solution. It's sports. At Girlfriend Sleep Aid Limited, we will make your girlfriend fall asleep limitedly. Every man says they want a girlfriend that likes sports, but they're lying. Girlfriends ruin sports. Help them go to sleep. It will make the viewing experience better. That's Girlfriend Sleep Aid Limited. And we're back. Larry Bird edition number 33. 33. Um, so speaking of Larry Bird, the NFL wild card weekend <laughs> happened uh, this past weekend. Um, so I, of course, was unable to watch on Saturday, much to me and my brother and a lot of other people at the wedding trying to get out of it, but <laughs> we had some stuff going on. Um, 
So, your impressions from Saturday, you said you watched most of the games on Saturday? Yep, I watched the beginning slash most of the first game, which was the Colts and Texans. Uh, I predicted the Colts to win, which they did. They got off to a real hot start. They, they came had like up, three touchdowns in the first yeah, quarter, they, wasn't it? Yeah, they got up, it was 21 nothing for pretty much the majority of the game until the Texans scored, I think, in the fourth later quarter. in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, yeah. And then by that point, it was just too late, man. They had nothing. The Colts smothered them. Uh, That's crazy. Sean Watson was just like, had nothing, man. It was check down, check down, check down, check down, like five yards. Like, if and that, eh? if they, Andre Hopkins had 37 yards, they locked him up, man. Yeah. They locked him up. I think Kiki Kuti had like 100 yards, but again, um, they did well, man. Marlon uh, Mack had 148. Marlon Mack had rushing great, yards, yeah, yeah. And that was the first 100 yard rusher against the Texans defense. Oh, what a time, eh? Yeah. I know it was the Colts franchise. So, Colts franchise, by the way, which they've been around for. A while. A fucking stretch. A while. It was the most rushing yards in a Colts franchise, in the Colts playoff? franchise playoff game. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mac, he had a big game, man. Yeah. Um, he looks good. Uh, Andrew Luck's Andrew Luck, dude. Andrew Luck's balling up. Like, How did that, he not? I think, I'm, I'll be the first to admit, I was like kind of a serious Andrew Luck doubter. Um, I didn't think he was, you know... Like people were putting him in, grouping him with like as an elite quarterback and this right and that, and I was kind of like, yeah, he's good, but is he elite? I don't think. How so. How old is he now? Is he twenty eight? Right, twenty eight or twenty nine? Like he's not to... that old. No, no, no. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. got some years left in him because he did have that, that like stretch healthy. of two years, like last year and the year before, where his shoulder just they should have shut him down. Oh, big time. Well, but, he's been out for like two years, man. That's what I'm saying. Like the shoulder injury happened two years ago, and then the, he was kind of on and off through that year. Exactly. And they should have shut up. I think he just didn't play last year, did he? No, he he didn't at all. Yeah, they should have shut him down. He crushed his sh- and like man, like it's amazing for him to come back and like be performing at this level. Like I think that speaks loads about him as a player. Like the Colts were terrible last year without him, and yeah. he comes back, and now they're like on fire. Just crazy they didn't get to the Pro Bowl. <sighs> that was a huge snub, man. That's we talked about that. We did. We, 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 about, we did. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, that game was good. The Colts are set to move on against the Chiefs. Um, so we'll talk about all like the next matchups yep. after this kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and then the night game was Cowboys. the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Who'd you have? I picked the Seahawks to win, so I got that one wrong. It was um, Cowboys at home, right? Cowboys were at home. Yeah, I, uh, I, I that's the. I mean, to me, that was a, the toss up of the two teams. But uh, I thought the Seahawks were hot. The Cowboys did get hot as well towards the end of the year. Um, I, I picked the Seahawks because I personally I thought it could have won either way, but I just would rather have seen the Seahawks win. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, pretty boring game to be honest. It ended up that's, pretty good, but, but that's Dallas's defense. It's, it's their, that's it's their Seattle game, and Denton Dallas yeah. defense, right? Good defense, run the ball. They're both pretty run heavy teams. Uh, so it was a slow game, man. Um, picked up a bit at the end. It ended up twenty four twenty two. Uh, Seahawks just came up short, man. They're um, off. Then the Cowboys, yeah, 24-22, right? Like yeah. Just, just missed it. Yeah. Cowboys are off against New Orleans, uh, New Orleans right? Yep. Yeah, who they beat later in the year. Dominated, actually. So. Oh, well. They didn't. They, yeah, the score they, doesn't they, say they, that. Yeah, yeah. But true enough. They, 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 they sh- the Drew score Brees should have 78 yards in the like, first half. Like, come on, half, man. You hold Drew Brees to 78 yards, you should be half. Them. Yeah, true enough. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a good game. Um, then... Jeez. The Sunday games. <laughs> Sorry. The Sunday games. Uh, we started with the Chargers and the Ravens. So I did catch the fourth quarter of that game, which was basically all of which that was the game Ravens you needed to watch. Yeah, really the, the only thing you needed to watch. Yeah, because honestly, man, like 
the Chargers dominated that game. Um, their defense smothered the Ravens. The so, Ravens couldn't do anything. I guess what, and so, who is the coordinator for the Chargers? Anthony Lynn, is it? He's the head coach. Is he, He's the head coach? Yeah. Okay, but I guess what, so they were saying, I mean, I guess I don't know if this is that big of a deal. Right? I, like, I guess this is the things I wish I knew more schematically about. Right. Because I, I can talk schemes in basketball and hockey and stuff like that. I just can't talk schematically. That's how football, I feel about basketball. Right? Like, I wish I could, but I don't yeah. know. But, like, so I guess they changed basically what they were doing as opposed to running out three and four linebacker sets. They were running out one and two linebacker sets with, yeah. like, two additional safeties. Right. Just nuts, But the right? way the Chargers play their defense is amazing because... And Derwin James, the rookie, mm. um, probably going to win Defensive Player of the Rookie of the Year. But he's so versatile, man. Like, he can do everything. And they the way they play him is, like... Because the Ravens are such a run-heavy team, yeah. like I, I don't know the exact percentage, but Derwin James was stacked up in the box with the linebackers and the linemen or on the edge. And like, he's a safety, right? He's a safety yeah, the yeah. majority of the time, and that guy was all well, that's over. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like They basically were stacking six to eight people in the box, so yeah. no one could go up the middle. Yeah. But then they were also having safeties on the outside, so that if they tried to go outside, the safeties could... Ch- could chase him down and exactly, stop them from dude. getting big And honestly, up. it was that's the, crazy, man. It like, was the perfect game plan for the Ravens. Precisely, right? Like, like and, and it shows, man. They shut them down completely. And then it makes you think, right? Because I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Lamar Jackson, for as bad as he looked, then went out and did some fucking baller things. Like that one scramble where he just tossed bomb across field. Across you don't see body. that often, man. Yeah, the only man, player like, making that play is like a select maybe few Patrick people. Holmes and Rodgers. Like those scramble type, maybe yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson's great at yeah, scrambling. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is good at scrambling. Jameis Winston's good at scrambling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you guys catch that? Did you catch what <laughs> yeah. Nick said there? Um, but no, that was an amazing play. Um, I, know, I, I was just, I guess, happy that... They made it a game? Make a game, right? Yeah. Like, exactly, yeah. right? Like, there's nothing worse than... Like, even a 21 nothing is still kind of a game. Because it's it just, is. like, a good defense. If it was any other team than the Ravens who can score quickly... They're like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the way the Ravens play them, like, man. But, yeah, I don't think they've ever scored two touchdowns. At least in the Lamar Jackson stretch, they hadn't scored two touchdowns that quick. Yeah. It was like within four and a half minutes they scored two and touchdowns. And Thaddeus brought up a good point too during the game and said like, I'm not discrediting what the Ravens were coming back, but when you get up like that, the Chargers, you, you kind of back off a bit because you don't want to give up a big play, right? Yeah. So, um... So you're you know, gonna let stuff. Defense, you're gonna let stuff across the middle. You're gonna let stuff. The Chargers are playing super aggressive all game on defense, which is working. But now that the Ravens have to pass, you're not stacking the box anymore. Yeah. You're kind of coming off the receivers. You're not blitzing as much. So, the, but the Ravens still, can move downfield a little easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got in their scores. That one big play that Jackson scrambled, and and that was a great play. He had flicked it up nice, and, and you know what? James I still think missed it. I was gonna say I think Derwin James was probably half was, a second away from timing that jump to, oh, to at least knocking it down. It was like yeah, at least like swatting the ball a, down. Yeah, 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 right. So it was just a perfect touch. James yeah. couldn't get a hand on it, and and who was it? I forget who caught the ball, but was it their tight end, okay, Todd, tight end. Todd Heap and Boster, and then yeah. Andrews or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, he slipped and away, and, and no picked one was up some yards him. as well. So that helped a lot because if they don't have that play man. That the game is not 23 16, 16 it's yeah. 23 10. Or no, I think it was 17 because I think they were like a touchdown away from taking the lead. You're right, or it would have been 23 16. It was what it was 23 16. If they scored a touchdown, they would have won or tied it, yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're a touchdown score. So yeah, it ended up being a good game, good for entertainment's sake. But like, man, I would have, but been, then like, I would have been so upset. If the Ravens I, won, yeah, just because like the whole it was like man that like you guys have no business and I get a win's a win but it was like man the Chargers were 
a way better team during the, yeah. that entire football. Well, game. and like you know, we've talked about it at length on this podcast as well too. And like you'll defend Philip Rivers, I'm sure, throughout this segment. But yeah, if Philip Rivers had lost that game, what do we start saying about Philip Rivers? Like, or if <laughs> not Philip Rivers, but like I if know the Chargers lost that game, yeah. right? Like, what do we start? Like Philip Rivers had some great chances with like LT and that like that yeah, defense man. back in the day, right? Yeah, big and time. Missed it, went through like an eight, seven, eight, nine year period where like he's been fine but hasn't been stellar. Yeah. And like now this is probably his his last best shot. You can right? look at it that way, man, because well, he's thirty seven years old. Yeah. So he's getting up Antonio there. Antonio Gates ain't getting any younger. Fuck, that guy's a living legend. <laughs> yeah, timeless. Um but yeah, man, no, it's definitely Philip Rivers. It's like, man, if you're gonna if you guys are gonna like do it this year. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, you've yeah. got all you're the... going to make your noise. Your it's, team it's is so good, man. Like, yeah. you've got so many pieces on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, um, Rivers has to get it done this year, man. You know what I loved? Like, as soon, immediately after the game, the, the first stat that was flashed was uh, Rivers versus Brady when they've been opposing each other in their career. Rivers is 0-7 against Brady. Yeah, he's got to win that it's game. It's like similar, similar yards, similar touchdowns. I think Rivers has, like, five or six more picks, but... 0-7 versus Brady. That's got to change, right? man. And it's just like, of course, like, what do you think Philip Rivers is going to hear all week? Like, that's legitimately the only thing people uh, talk River, about. Uh, Philip, you're uh, 0-7 rating against... Uh... Which, I mean, it depends how you are as an athlete. That's either a plus, because then you have, like, something to motivate you, or it's a super negative, and it, you just keep hearing about they'll how be shit in, you they'll are. They'll be in Foxborough. Um, Foxborough in January. Could be cold. <laughs> Will be cold. But, it, I mean... It definitely wasn't warm in Baltimore. True enough. True uh, enough. And I, I think Thad did have a great point as well, too. Sorry, just to get back to the Ravens there for a second. So, like, we were talking about how sick of a play Lamar Jackson did. Like, that wasn't a talented, drawn-up play. That was just Lamar Jackson. He made something out of nothing. Made something out of nothing, right? And Thad says, like, great point that, like, that's such a rookie toss. But then on the flip side, how they lost the game was such a rookie way, too, right? Like, oh, man, fumbling that, it on first and ten. And that wasn't the first time... That happened that game, like yeah, true, literally, right? dude. Yeah, their first. I think it was the Ravens' first nine offensive plays. Four were fumbles. I think one or two was the running back, and but like t- it was the same thing. Like yeah. they were strip sacks. Yeah, um, not re- not necessarily. Recovered. Only one was recovered. Yeah, not recovered. so yeah, they okay. they got the lucky bounces and recovered them. But still, right? But man, like, and credit to the Chargers, man. Like they were swarming. They were all over them. So yeah. they they played them. It was well, the man. perfect game plan. So I guess uh, just a takeaway from that. Do you think? So what do the Ravens do? So obviously they're getting rid of Joe Flacco. Like Lamar Jackson's your starting quarterback, right? Yeah. But yeah. now you have to basically reinvent your offense because it also remains to like the Ravens announced they're bringing John Harbaugh back as their coach, but I've heard rumors that they're willing, they're open to trades. Um, and because they lost that wild card game, that may even strengthen those rumors even more. Mm. So it's it could be an, a a different off season for them, but. Uh, I, you know what? I guarantee you, I don't want to guarantee this, but I'm I'm willing to gamble the Jacksonville Jaguars end up with Joe Flacco. Seems like a real Jacksonville Jaguar-y thing to do. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Let's just, like, marginal, a new let's just marginally upgrade our quarterback <laughs> yeah. who plays the exact same way as Blake. You're Curtis. not wrong, man. But oh, it wait. almost seems like the Jaguars have deeper issues than their quarterback now. I've been saying. Which is strange. When your star player comes out and puts that big of a fucking uh, target on your team's back when you've lost in the playoffs, that's well. It's to also, me that that's a deep seated issue. It's also that's a rumored that they're they're open to trading Ramsey. I would, I guarantee. 
I don't want to guarantee it. I don't want to say Dude, anything. Dude, he's going to have a heavy price on his on his name, though. For sure. But I, I'm willing to gamble that that guy is a fucking... He's not great having in a locker room. That's not a guy that's keeping the room together. Yeah. I, I guarantee you that that's not a glue guy, right? Like I always said, in any sport, I could have been like the 53rd man on the roster, the like the 23rd guy on the, yeah, on the yeah, bench yeah, yeah. or anything like that. Because I would just be relentlessly positive, no matter what, right? Like <laughs> no matter what's going on. Graham's good, we got this, boys. Graham's good for a laugh. We got right? this, yeah. boys. But like, Jalen Ramsey will always have a place in the NFL as long as he, as long as he's playing because of his Ability other other play. otherworldly talent. But yeah. that doesn't make you a great teammate. No, and you Michael see, Jordan was an otherworldly talent, but people didn't necessarily really like him as a teammate. It seems like it happens a lot, but like even guys now like Antonio Brown, um, Le'Veon Bell, well, like these guys about, are not. We need to talk about the Steelers. They don't believe to be like great team players, but yeah. they're like. Arguably the best of their position. So, but I mean, and I guess what's the what's the line? And NFL more than anything. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe the NHL, but like more than any other sport, you need to have a cohesive team to win. Oh, maybe I'd say hockey probably more. But and every sport is a team. Like you need to work together. Um, and I've only really ever played football growing up, and I can t- like. You need to be clicking on all cylinders, man. Yeah. It is not like it is not at all. Yes, you have your individual matchups, um, but man, like it's a you're moving as a unit, right? Yeah. Um, you can't. It, you just well, can't it's be like, selfish. Yeah. You can't. Well, I mean, like the the way. I mean, I guess I'm just gonna judge it on offensive plays, right? Like, yeah. Like, uh, so I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, I, 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 or Julio Jones, whoever. Uh, <laughs> like, if you make a catch, if you make a difficult catch off of a route. Like you still had an offensive coordinator drop that route and the quarterback perfectly time that toss hundred percent right like I mean yeah yards after catch I think that's like, like a, making that, guys miss or exactly right like I think that's an individual stat like definitely. that's how you can influence the game but definitely like that's gravy that's like it's not you're going like oh I hope we get some yards after catch on this one you're hoping you get the catch and the catch is and a very guys team opportunities to, 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 to do, do that, that right to make guys but miss it's, it's the team that gets you to that point for an individual to player set to, you up to for the opportunities to be to... an individual standout exactly. exactly exactly so we gotta talk about the Steelers after this but I want to get to the exactly. final wild card game yes. of the weekend yes I think the best one I mean I, I guess I didn't see the two games it definitely on had the most insane finish that's for sure fucking big Nicholas, you know what, man? Nicholas, eh? It's the classic ice in the kicker, and you can argue that it's such a bitch move. Um, you know, like, Parky drills that field goal right down the middle the first one. Dude, he hit six uprights this year. I know, that's unfortunate. Just, he missed, like, what, ten field goals on the year? So he wasn't kicking good this year. Yeah. Um, um what was going to say, uh, Doug Peterson and, like, I don't think it can be understated enough. Doug Peterson got that timeout off like literally half a second before well, that's the what snap, they, right? Like, that's what they do, man. But still, like that's that's a dangerous game to be playing, right? No, definitely. And because uh, Parky makes that first kick, right? Game over. Parky makes that first Bears kick. Win. Half a timeout. That's what I mean, man. That game was decided. I mean, you can argue, sure, Parky was iced, and it is a it is a whole mental game. Um, I mean, I personally don't care, but I I follow a lot of like just like beat reporters and yada yada on yeah, Twitter yeah. and like a lot of people are like icing the kicker should be removed from the game um, probably, the probably kicker? A, that's the term used to call timeout right before he kicks it oh gotcha it's called icing, icing the, the kicker, kicker. Gotcha, um, gotcha so a lot of people are like they should, this be, should be removed, removed? because like uh, to me though man that's just 
I'm I'm always for coaching and gamesmanship and stuff like that. It's a like, it's a strategy, it's a strategy man. Right? Like, like and and managing your timeouts is like that's precise, a skill right? for a coach. Or so the to foul to, to give those like at the end when of the you game. foul like when you foul a person right like in yeah. basketball and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Like, like that's all be timing and that's gamesmanship. There's smart right? fouls and there's bad fouls. Precisely right. And there's smart ways to use your timeouts and stupid ways to use your timeouts. Precisely. And managing the clock and that all comes down to coaching and the skill of the coach. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm fine with the way it is. Like, kickers should be able to kick their kicks, man. I mean, like, come on. It was 40 yards. That should be pretty routine. Yeah. But it did come out, though, that oh, uh, it's what's a his block face? Yeah, it was a block field. So yeah. you can't, like, as much as it sucks for Parky, like, man, he didn't, like, that's not no, him. No, That's not on him, man. No, I... Like, he's like, and man, then, I, like, he signed a, I guess he signed a contract this offseason. So they're not getting rid of him. And I don't think they should. No, I, fair enough, right? Fair enough. Uh, I mean, but that that would be an overreaction, I guess, right? Like that, I, I could see, I could see the Cleveland Browns two years ago doing. That, but you know what, though, if position. if it didn't come out that 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 ball was tipped, then I then they probably cut Parky. Yeah, right. <laughs> like kickers, man, the NFL nowadays, like they don't. When I saw that with the contract he signed, it was like four years, seventeen million dollars. I was like, what the shit? Dude, kickers make decent money. I couldn't believe that they make. Decent I, I couldn't money. believe it, right? Punters make decent money. Yeah. So. Oh, who was the, um, who did they show at halftime? Was it the Ravens game? Or no, was it the the Seahawks game? Janikowski or something like oh, that he, got injured? He, like pulled his hammy and or whatever? And the punter was like doing... The drop kick? Yeah. That was <laughs> the drop. His, his onside kick attempt? Yeah. That was brutal. Or, or um, uh, did, you see him at half? did you see him at half? Uh, Russell Wilson came out and was taking uh, balls at half and he was trying to like kick field goals and they were just like going sideways. <laughs> oh, there's no way. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty funny video. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. Because they brought Janikowski out at, right before the half to kick like a 57-yarder and he shanked it hard to the right. But and then he pulled a hammy too. Yeah. He... Um. So, again, just back to the Eagles. I, I guess like, I, it's kind of shitty playing the what-if game but at the same time, like really, this is what we do. We're, yeah. We're fans we're super fans that's that talk about sports like that's what you do yeah so say nick Foles carries these fuckers to the super bowl again <laughs> like Dude. even if he wins or loses but say he does get to the super bowl again like nick Foles is not going down as a top five he's not going down as a top 10 quarterback but like where do you put troy aikman in your top five quarterbacks is he in there no troy aikman won some fucking games in some intense situations right like definitely he was a gamer in some pressure situations top 10 100 top five i can't yeah no for sure right but like in regards to i know what you mean composure though. under it's like he'll be just like not speaking about troy but like nick Foles. like nick Foles when he was playing before once came back earlier in the year did not look good i mean he lost he lost to tampa yeah did he play four three games I think Tampa was his last game, and then Wentz was back the week after. No, yeah. he played two games. Two games, two games. And he did not look good, man. He didn't look that great in the preseason. Nope. So, and then he comes back late. It's like he only plays good so from like he's December only on. To which is when it matters. Right? Right? So, like, it, and, where does that put him in, like... It's such a strange... I, I'm, again, I don't think he's ever even going to finish a top... Tw- probably not even a top 25 quarterback And let's be time. realistic. But to me, Nick Foles will always have, like, a footnote in the NFL for... For what he's doing, 100%. for what, what for like what he is, he'll always be like that interesting guy that like like uh, I don't know who's a who's an example from the NBA, like Lou Williams. Lou Williams isn't gonna go down as a top fifty player. Go down as one of the greatest six men of all time. But like just as like the <laughs> fucking spark plug that he is, like I, he literally they, can change the pace of the game. I, I'm not sure if there's a guy that can put up twenty points in eight minutes like Lou Williams could. No, right? Like I. I Right, so like I, I, I was like guy, I like guys like that. I enjoy those guys that aren't the superstars or like Definitely. everything's written about them, but like they were good at what they did when they needed to do it. 
And Nick Foles, like, I'm going to go ahead. Like, yes, he was playing against the best defense in the NFL. Um, At times, he did not look good in that game. But at the end of the day, he he was clutch when he needed to be. They won the game. His stat line was decent for against the Bears. Yeah. um, And he got the job done. So it was impressive for them to win. I did not see that happening at all. No. Um, Why did not? Well, I get... When, who caught it? But I'm going to give more credit to that win. Not so much to Foles, but more to the Eagles' defense. Oh, yeah, man. Like, because the Bears played their defense. Like, they, what was you it, knew 16 it. points? Like You knew what the Bears were going to Like, do. come on. Like, yeah. as the Chicago Bears' offense, you should win that game. Yeah. You, gave, you only let up 16 points. You should yeah. win the game. Yeah. Um, they stuck to their league. They, they were averaging, they only let up, like, 17 points on average. That was their defensive statistics. So, like, they held the Eagles to under the, the average. Still lost, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, man. And, like, I don't know. I don't think Trubisky played bad. He had, like, th- what, 360 yards. Um, uh, Terry Cohen played good. They just couldn't punch it in when they needed to, yeah. man. Yeah. So yeah. credit to the Eagles' defense. I think they won them that game. I read a great story this week. It was about, like, Nick Foles. Because, like, now is Nick Foles starting in a playoff game because the Eagles snuck in last yeah. week, right? And I, who did they play two weeks ago in week 16? The Eagles? Yeah. Uh, the Rams? No. I don't know. They, no, played no, someone in, they played someone in one. Yeah. And there was, like, apparently, uh, so they're just telling a story. It was um, in the second, like, second quarter of a game. It was, like, it, it, it was a questionable call, but Nick Foles was clearly, apparently Nick Foles is, like, the sweetest, nicest, unflappable dude in the world, right? Yeah. Like, apparently he's just, like, a totally average guy. Well, it speaks volumes when he wins you a Super Bowl, and then the next season is, it's like, totally I'm fine being, yeah. going back I'm to cool. the, on the bench. I'm cool. Like, yeah, yeah. That, come on. Anyways, so... Apparently he does it, and like, and I get it. You love hearing this as well too. And I love to swear, but so Shane Dome, he played in the NHL for like 19 years. Apparently he never swore. Like, not a person in 19 years heard him swear on the ice. Like he would like come back from a bad shift and be like, "Goodness gracious!" Like, my goodness, what a shift! What the heck? Like, yeah, what the heck? Like, honest to God, <laughs> stuff like that, right? So apparently Nick Foles is exactly like that as well too. So it was like a tough call. Nick Foles was getting really fired up because you know they were they still hadn't secured their playoff berth or anything like that. I think it was Brandon Brooks, their their guard, yeah, their right guard or left guard, something like that. Yeah, was holding them or uh, went over to him like and was just like trying to push him back and everything like that. And then nothing happened about it. And then after the game, you know, they won and someone was asking him about that story. And they're just like, so you know, Nick was getting fired up. I saw you holding him back. Like, what you know, what do you think that means about Nick as a competitor and everything? Is like, oh, I wasn't holding Nick back. I didn't think Nick was gonna do anything stupid. I've just never heard Nick swear before. So I wanted to be around him in case I caught it. <laughs> I was like, that's... See, like, that's a guy you want to cheer for, Nick Foles, right? Definitely. It's just like, that's so fucking funny. No, it's a huge underdog story, man. And, like, yeah, he, he's... I don't know, man. He comes alive when it matters. Um, right? There's always going to be something... Like, that guy will always be talked about. As, like, that guy. Like, like Eli just, Manning, man. Eli Manning, I don't think he's, like, a super yeah, good quarterback. Yeah, he won like some fucking super, Yeah, he's won two Super Bowls. But, like, during the regular season, you're like... Is he good? Yeah, right. You, you but, know, and then he like shuts everyone up in January. Yeah, but yeah, so. man. Um, so matchups for next week. Yeah, we've got uh, Rams, 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 Eagles, Eagles, Cowboys, Saints, Cowboys, Saints, Rams, Saints. Uh, so honestly, I could see the Cowboys beating the Rams. I'm gonna go with that. Or aren't the Eagles playing the Rams? Oh, no, the Cowboys are. The Cowboys are playing the Rams. Oh, no, so Eagles are sorry, 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 sorry. I can yeah. see the Cowboys beating the, the Saints. I could. Now, you, oh wait. After the past six weeks, I can. Wait, hold on though. Let me check this. We're checking our sources. 
Because I know the Chargers play the Pats and the Colts play the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm well-versed in the AFC. Well-versed, well-versed. I've got myself second-guessing myself now. So the sorry the Cowboys play the Rams. Rams. Yeah. So I can see the the Cowboys playing the Rams and beating them and beating them. Um, they're in LA, but I I I can't see Dallas having to play the Saints again in the divisional round and having them play them how they did in the regular season. Like I see the Saints coming out and beating them, beating the Cowboys. I if, think that, if, if, and, the, if that's the NFC. I don't care who the Saints is playing this week. I I see the Saints advancing. So the Saints against the Eagles. You think I, the Eagle, Nick Foles magic is done? Yeah. I think the Saints win that game. Yep. Um, because the Saints offense is much more lethal than um, the Bears. The Bears considerably more lethal. So you have to. The think, defense isn't as good, but it's not. It's not, but it horrendous. can. But it can it's not be good. So yeah. if the Saints defense comes out and plays, um, I cannot see the Eagles being. They're in the, the dome. The they have their home. Yeah, home. man. Yeah. Like I don't know. I can't see the Saints losing that game. Um, so I'm seeing the Saints, Saints advance, and I'm also saying the Cowboys advance for Saints-Cowboys NFC Championship. So you do think the Cowboys beat the Rams? I do. It's not just like you could see it happening. You legit are That's like, my pick. The Cowboys are beating the Rams. Yeah, that's my pick. I want, like, I want to pick an underdog. And, like, I think Philadelphia fans are the most insufferable people in the world. <laughs> but, like... I, I gotta ride. I gotta ride with Nick Foles. I'm gonna bandwagon. Yeah, I don't blame. I don't I'm gonna, blame. I'll bandwagon to this year. Like, dude, I'd like I mean, to I see did. it too. I hate the Saints. Yeah, I just. Uh, fair enough, man. Fair. Yeah. enough. You just can't see it happen. Yeah. I guess you watch them. You would watch them enough to know, right? I mean, they did kind of tail off and like play kind of shitty towards the end of the Basically year. Basically, from that Cowboys game on. Yeah, it's like they did something to him, but um, I don't know, man. I I can't see them. Alvin Kamara, Mark, Mark Mike Boyd, Thomas, Mike Thomas, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drew Brees. Would they trade? Didn't they trade and get someone too? They trade and got a receiver, didn't they? Uh, the Saints. Yeah. They've got Mike Thomas is the main target there. Yeah, but didn't they trade and get another? Oh no, they signed Des Bryant. That's right. And then he blew and then his he blew fucking kill. Yeah, or his kill in the yeah. first practice. In his first practice. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, AFC. Um, AFC. We've got the Colts and the Chiefs, and we have the Chargers and the Patriots. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Pat's Colts, personally. I don't disagree with that. But could you see it go Chargers-Chiefs as well? And then if you, Honestly, could you see it go everything in between, eh? Yeah. What are your picks, then? My picks are the Chargers over the Patriots. Phillip Rivers gets it done. And I see... I want the Colts to win, but I don't see it. I think we're going to have a Chargers-Chiefs divisional uh, uh, AFC, AFC championship. championship. Which, honestly, I wouldn't be mad at. I think that'd be a great game. Yeah, I think it would be a great game, too. I would be mad at it. I think any of the matchups in the AFC would be good games, to be yeah. honest. Uh, I want to give it to the Colts, too. But I'm going to go Pats-Chiefs. Yeah, you can't... I know. That would be a great game. And you can't... Again, it's so hard to... Like, man, the, again, talking about coming alive in January, like, that is the Patriots... Like, that is what they do. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter how bad or how much worse or how, you think they've been or how the average season, they've looked. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. will be the Patriots in the playoffs. They were twelve and four though this year too. Anyways, right? exactly. Like they, yeah. they, I'm not saying they didn't look good, but they they did lose some. Like they got blown out by the Titans. They yeah, they um, lost to the Jags. They lost to the Jags early yeah. in the year. So blown out. Um, Jags, yeah. So like I don't know, man. They they do drop some questionable games during the year, but what teams don't? Uh, well, it's like it's like the Golden State Warriors model, right? Like. When you're that winning, 
Do they really care that they're twelve and four? No, as long exactly. as they get the postseason. Gives a fucking like, shit. Exactly. Bill Belichick. As long as you're a top four seed. They don't care. They get yeah. the first round by. They have yeah. the. They have the. I don't know. if... No, they don't have home field advantage throughout the whole thing. The Chiefs. But they have. Or, but if the Chiefs, they they're the second seed. If the Chargers beat no, the Chiefs, then the it's going through New England. Yeah. So no, if the if the Colts beat the Chiefs. Sorry, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, 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 but exactly, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Um, still, right, like a twelve and four season where I, I heard lots of lots of talking heads uh, mention how bad the Patriots are. Maybe this honestly, is the year. Bro, maybe this is the year. That's right? every yeah. year, and then Precisely, they get to the Super Bowl, man. so you can't count them out. I'd like to say the Chargers. Well, beat I remember them. after, well, after like that dominant stretch that Brady had, and then the perfect season, like when that, they became the dynasty, and they yeah, were there, yeah. and then yeah. like after the the stretch, like Brady missed that next year. Right, he missed like the fur. He missed like fourteen games the next year. Yeah, that's that when season. they had Garoppolo. And or no, not Garoppolo. Um, what's his name? Matt oh, Castle. Castle. Matt Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, and then they, you know, I think twenty thirteen they were in the Super Bowl again. But so there was like a three year period there where nothing really happened. Yeah. And then basically from like twenty fourteen on, it's like you've been talking about the Broncos, the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Panthers were in there for a minute. Steelers are always there. Steelers, right? But. Like, it's, again, speaks just volumes to Bilicek and Brady that I don't think at done. 35, <laughs> yeah. they're like, now let's just rattle off three straight Super Bowls. Because that's they've what they've done, done right? It was like they beat the Seahawks, yeah. beat the Falcons, yep. and have lost to the Eagles. That's been the past three years, right? Yep. Yep. Am I missing one? Or no, 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 no. Was it, it went Seahawks, Broncos, Seahawks, Patriots, Broncos, Panthers. Here, let me pull Yeah, it yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And then Patriots for the past three years. Or Patriots for the past two years, I should say. Yeah, man, you can't count those guys out. Um, I, I would not be surprised if I think they got it. I think they got it this year. Yes. Sorry, Chargers. Sorry, Philip Rivers. Sorry, Nick. Okay, so they went on a stretch. Um. So two thousand and two. This is kind of when they were in their like. Super Brady was like twenty three, twenty four at that time. He was, yeah, in his prime. Yeah. So you have New England beating the Rams um, in 2002, 20-17 in the Super Bowl. Then the year after, there was a slight break when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Oakland Raiders 48-21 in the Super Bowl. Um, and then you have, again, the New England Patriots beating the Panthers 32-29. And then again next year beating the Philadelphia Eagles 24-21. And then the Colts won the following year, right? Uh, that was two years. Uh, the Steelers beat the Seahawks the year and after then, that, uh, and then it was the Colts over the Bears. Bears. Yeah. Um, and then you have New England again, but they lost a game. That was the Eli Manning, David yeah, Tyree. They won seventeen fourteen. And then you have Steelers, Cardinals, Saints, Saints over the Colts, Colts Packers, Packers over the Steelers. Steelers, and then oh, the Giants lost the Patriots again. Sorry, maybe that was the David the, Tyree. No, the no, no, no. The David Tyree one was after the for the perfect season. Okay, yeah. So and then it was Giants beating beating the Patriots, and then what? It was Broncos Seahawks. From then on, Ravens Niners. Ravens beat the oh, Niners. Oh, and then Se- Seahawks. So that was the game they blew with the Broncos. Truly terrible. Uh, and then the Patriots over the Seahawks. Seahawks Broncos, Broncos over, over the, the Panthers. Panthers. And then Patriots Falcons. Patriots lose to the Eagles. Wow. Yeah. But see, right? Like they're th- all like maybe a there, missing man. a year or two, but they're always they're always right there. back into always it. Always there, right? Yeah. Uh, For the past so, sixteen years. Yeah. Nice little segue when you brought up the Steelers a couple of times there. Yeah. Um. What what happens with them this offseason? It's going to be interesting. That's a man. fucking match like right he, now. they could go into next season potentially a not having their two best players in Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. There's talks that they're going to be giving Big Ben a contract extension. 
Big Ben for the past two off seasons has talked about retiring. Only when he plays the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason, they just yeah. destroy him. But uh, even Mike Tomlin, man, like. Well, I think it's just like, and from an organization down. And I've been very, happened. I've been very critical of Ben Roethlisberger. Like, yeah. I don't understand how the, he got away with rape twice. <laughs> <laughs> he and crashed. His, for it. He crashed his motorcycle. Strange. Drunk Hammered. driving, <laughs> yeah. not a fucking suspension. Like that like, was before the NFL went. That was that yeah. was pre Ray Rice. Yeesh, I guess pre Rice. Yeah, pre Ray <laughs> yeah, Rice. Rice. But like the organization. So I guess why Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell felt like that they could. And I don't know. Like, and we've talked about it numerous times in the podcast in our groups about like player versus organization. Oh, it's a chicken in the. I, I don't know. I don't know who's right. I, I get that players have to advocate for themselves, and I understand that teams really don't give a fuck. It's all about revenue and winning and bottom line and stuff like that. Yeah, we had a mega I, discussion about that. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's still like the most important thing in the equation is us, the fans. Mm-hmm. But well, we're like, the ones kind of paying it for it all, fueling the machine, less, right? Yeah, exactly. If there's not a market, it's it's marketing. If there's no one there to give a shit, no one's gonna. We are put the, out the product, right? No one's gonna put out the product. And no one's gonna watch it, but. Like, I guess Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, like, I mean, whatever about Le'Veon Bell's contract dispute, I'm going to take that out of the equation. He hasn't been a good teammate. He's been disruptive in the media. He's been failing drug tests and stuff like that. Like, all of that stuff is outside of his contract. All of that shit is him and his personal behavior. Antonio Brown and everything that he's done, that's outside of his contract. That's outside of, like, what his commitment is to himself and the team. Like, that's just his personal choices and his personal behavior. And I guess that they feel that they can do that because they've watched Ben Roethlisberger. They've watched Mike Tomlin let Ben Roethlisberger and the owners let Ben Roethlisberger do basically whatever he wants. Hmm. Right? Like, I guess there's, now it's like the, if you don't hold anyone accountable, maybe you can get away with it if there's, like, individually skilled enough to, like, keep winning and stuff like that. Yeah. But now we've come to a point, like, they've hit adversity all year, missed the playoffs. Yeah. And now it's just like, well, clearly this seems like kind of a shitty organization, all things considered. Yeah, I can, I can, I can agree with you on that because, and going back to, like, how we talk about basketball and in particular, like, the Sixers with all the like you have Shit, Butler, Butler, Simmons, and Embiid yeah. there. You've got Antonio Brown and Bell, who are arguably the best of their positions in the whole league, and they've both got egos. Yeah. Um, but they feel that they can... Like, if they don't... Like, I, I guess, I don't know. What, what I, I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. If you're an NFL player, you have an ego. You, you don't get to the NFL without... You have to have a healthy one. Yeah, exactly, right? I guess th- there's what it is. They have unhealthy egos. I mean, you don't that have, have to be, like, boasting in the media every day and calling everyone... Trash. Trash, Jalen Ramsey. Um, but, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, and again, I, I, I'll i even, I'll praise LeBron right here. LeBron's got a crazy massive ego. Like, if you don't think every single thing that LeBron James says Dude, and does is, like, to. the most calculated thing in the world. LeBron James would never, out, even all the shit through Cleveland, he's never outwardly said, fuck the Cleveland Cavaliers. That guy hates the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. You know he does. Yeah. He hates the fuck out of them. Yeah. But he never let his mad-capped ego run out of control where he was shit-talking the organization and being detrimental to the team or anything like that. Exactly. And I guess that's, like, to me, that's what a, a true superstar is. Like, I guess I'm not trying to take away from Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown as true superstars, but Allen Iverson was a superstar. He's a footnote in the NBA. Definitely. Right? Definitely. Antonio Brown, if... Uh, they they, he's, they've never won a Super Bowl, right? Antonio and Le'Veon? They've never won, have they? Together? They've never been on the team when Ben won. 
right? Uh, I don't think they have. There you go, right? Like, so great. You'll be Unless a... Antonio, I don't know. I don't know when he came on. He may have been on the team, but he was it's not who current, he was. Yeah. But then again, I don't think he was. Le'Veon definitely Wolves. wasn't. Le'Veon was 2013. No, he's sure. young. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah he's Le'Veon young. definitely He's not wasn't. been to the Super Bowl. Um, so it's like, I guess that's my point. Like, you can be a superstar player, but if you don't at some point check it at the door and realize there has to be a give and take with the team. Yeah. Like you'll just be a superstar player that never does anything. Get too right? many like, players of those on the Carmelo same team. Carmelo fucking Anthony, man. You're gonna have I think Carmelo Anthony is an overrated basketball player, but Carmelo Anthony could put the ball in the basket. And I find it funny too because well, with our discussion, mainly you know Taylor and Thaddeus duking it out on is Julio Jones the best? Because it seems like we've almost eliminated the fact that Antonio Brown is not the best receiver in the NFL anymore because of because he's a yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, talent wise, you can't say that. He's not in talks for being the best receiver in the NFL, but you look at guys like Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins, those guys do not, they are not divas. Yeah. Yeah. They do not cause drama and at all. And they have all. almost every reason to be. Exactly. Right? Like if you because look at they're, Antonio on the, Brown, they're in the same tier as Antonio I, I, Brown. I would say Odell Beckham Jr. Is He's a baby. Even, He's I, a diva. I would say Antonio Brown's, it's close. But like if Dude, in, in the what have you done for me Reese, like lately, Antonio man, Brown's a way bigger baby than Odell but, right now. But OB... Odell Beckham earlier in the year, too, had that interview on ESPN with Lil Wayne where he basically was calling Eli Manning yeah. out. So it's like you still have these like things yeah, where he's fair like... Enough. Maybe OBJ wasn't the best. He's uh, like, well, Eli... He basically said Eli's done. So... And I guess when it... For me, when you talk about best player ever... Like, I mean, if you looked at just ability to put... Or ability to play the game of basketball... I don't know. Ability to play the game of basketball, like, just from a pure, no pressure, like, if you're just playing a game of basketball. I, I can see why people make the argument that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. I really can. Me too. But if it's that close, if it's that neck and neck, like, if you're looking at DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown, and Julio Jones, if you're looking at it neck and neck like that, then you have to start looking into things that aren't on a score sheet. Then you have to start looking into attitude. Fair check, enough. Ability to go out there and make a huge and play. A and be a teammate. Right? Or exactly, right? You are getting double teamed so blocking for a somebody yeah. kind of thing right yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing that play kind of thing outside right? and of that's what, is, why, what is glamorized exactly and that's why Michael Jordan will always be the better player than me than LeBron James because LeBron James has shrunk at moments LeBron James has shrunk yeah yeah. against the Dallas Mavericks he shrunk against the San Antonio Spurs the second time he shrunk yep uh, he shrunk after game one his, when his, JR missed that shot right it, like yeah. when it's that neck and neck from statistical talent standpoint I then start looking at Everything else. You you almost tend to look at their, apart from their like physical and like individual stats and stuff, you look at their value to their team and like yeah. their record with the team and when it matters most in the finals. Yeah, like, precisely. The intangibles. For like, I mean, everyone talks about Not their individual stats. Everyone talks such. about an intangible, right? But like, setting a fucking screen is an art. Definitely. Michael Jordan, when he set a fucking screen, he didn't happen often, but when Michael Jordan set a fucking screen, it was just as if... Shaquille O'Neal was setting a screen on you. He fucking pummeled you to the ground kind yeah. of thing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I know it's a different game in today's NBA, but LeBron James doesn't screen with that fucking vigor. He doesn't even really screen, right? It's just saying, like, that's a winning play. Yep. Screens in basketball are a winning play. Definitely. And when it's that close, when it's that neck and neck, you start looking at, like, little things like that, I suppose. Uh, so I think that's pretty pretty good segue into a commercial yeah, no, break definitely. for some basketball talk. we got some good stuff about the Raptors. Yep. Crazy Jimmy Butler uh, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Yep. And Thibs. Tibbies. Yeah. Stupid, stupid Tibbies. Yeah. He was his own worst enemy, man. Yeah, man. He was his own worst enemy. I think if he had just 
I, I guess we'll talk about it after <laughs> yeah. the break. We'll get, yeah, we'll, we'll get into, into that. that. We'll get into that, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, Paul Pierce, have you put on weight? Must be all the extra sugary, extra salty haterade. Well, we have a solution for you. What? I'll tell you what. Okay. Try a new diet haterade. Provides all the same feels and concepts of haterade, but without the calories. Yum. It is sugary, salty, and bitter, but without the extra. That's Diet Haterade. Paid for by the Rayon. It's the Boston Celtic Street. This works. This works so well. <laughs> yeah. Really DJ cool. is magical. Yeah, it's like... We're back. Well, that was an extended break. Not that they know. No. Because we're going to, through magic, through magic, it's all cut together. Just a commercial break. 30 seconds. A commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> Crack. Your bees. Uh, open your bees. Great song, by the way, man. I'm so proud that Fantastic. we came up with that, man. Fantastic. Truly good. Truly. Just creating truly masterpieces. Good. Yeah, exactly. And whatever, we just wrote a lyrical masterpiece or whatever. <laughs> um, so, NBA. Lots of crazy shit happened this week. I'm not sure, Nick. I'm going to let it... Uh, dealer's choice. Dealer's cho- I guess I'm the dealer. Uh, host's choice. What do you want to talk about? Fibs. You want to talk about the 76ers? Or you want to talk about some Raptors positive wins uh, with like the tangential Bradley Beal trade rumors? Let's begin with the Raptors. Of course. I didn't even know why I asked. Uh, so, they got blown up by the San Antonio Spurs last week. Rough. It was rough. And if there's one thing that I could say about that is like DeRozan clearly had... Like other than the night, like whatever, you got blown up by twenty five points. I don't, I don't give a shit about that. Teams get blown up. Yeah. Um, what ups, with a negative I can take from that game is that everyone on San Antonio, from the fans to Greg Popovich to the players on the team, rallied behind Demar Derozan. Oh, big time. And like, don't get me wrong, man. San Antonio was hitting shots. I'm just like, I'm sorry, Bryn Forbes is not going to shoot eighty nine percent from the three point line. <laughs> Shot six for on seven. A regular basis. Six for seven from the three point line. That ain't gonna happen, right? Yeah. Like, that's not gonna be consistent. No. Like David Bertans had, I think, four three pointers. Like, this is not going to happen, right? It was yeah. just like it was. And if you believe in like sports gods, right? You know, like hockey gods, basketball gods, or anything like that. I think it's pretty telling that they do exist. If there's one god I believe in, it's sports gods. Definitely. Um, like the Raptors blew that lead to the Pistons for Dwayne Casey to get the win. <laughs> Jamar DeRozan had his first career triple double. Where the chances? against the Raptors? It's just like, come on, like that's so clearly karmetic setup. Right? Yeah, which is fine, big uh, time. But everyone was behind behind Jamar DeRozan, whereas. Kawhi was nervous, you could tell. He was a little tentative. But it just seemed like everyone on the court was playing five games of individual one-on-one. The San Antonio Spurs were playing basketball. The Toronto Raptors were playing five individual games one-on-one. of one-on-one. Yeah. I didn't get to catch the game, but uh, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, they did a nice tribute to Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard. Danny Green watched it and was laughing the entire time. Kawhi Leonard didn't look up once. Really? Yeah. I'm really curious to know what happened. It's deeper than something. Yeah, exactly. It's deeper on the surface. It's deeper than Kawhi not playing, and Greg Popovich and the teammates calling him out for it. Yeah, it's There's it's got to be something. There's man. something. Maybe we'll find out. Like Delon West in like ten years slept with his mother, <laughs> just like LeBron's mother, or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I, it, so there's that game. But if you think about it, the past four game stretch. The Raptors are three and one, and that's against the Utah Jazz, good team, San Antonio Spurs, the Milwaukee Bucks without Kyle, and the Pacers, and the Pacers last who are night extremely hot. And six you look at the three. Pacers and the Bucks, and other than the Raptors, they're two of the hottest teams in the East. Well, they're the two three seeds right now. Exactly. The Pacers are above the 76ers right now. But yeah. really, there you go. So, 
I don't know. I mean, blowouts happen in the NBA. Like I said, if there's a negative I could take from it, it was that it didn't seem like they really rallied behind Kawhi Leonard. So I want to see that when they come home, when DeRozan comes back, right? I think they will. I think they will too. Yeah. I don't. I think that they were properly embarrassed. I think Kawhi was properly embarrassed. And I think he's going to feed off the home crowd and the team and everything like that. Kyle will be back. And if you know there's one thing that Kyle... So Kyle loves DeMar DeRozan. But you know what also Kyle loves doing? Fucking beating the shit out of people. He <laughs> loves winning, right? Like, so true. It, it was evident. He played 32 minutes last night. And it was there was a stretch at the start of the third quarter. They went, the Raptors went on a 7-0 run, kind of at the start of the third quarter. Kyle Lowry had, I think it was three assists and uh, a steal. So he didn't... Didn't score the ball. Right. But he was directly responsible for that 7-0 runner. It's just like, place. That's, that's huge, right? Yeah. That's huge. Big time. And like, if you're going into the back-and-back back sort of thing. So anyways, I think the Raptors are sitting very pretty. They have, I think, they think they're one game better than the, where they were at this point last year. Okay. But they had lost, I think it was like, last year at this point, I think they'd only lost like 23 manned games to injury. Right. Whereas I think they're probably a little bit closer to like, uh, like the high 80s sort of thing at this point. Like 70s, 80s sort of thing, right? So like, that's... It's telling. They're they're hitting their they're hitting uh, some injuries that they haven't had in the past couple of years. So I think the Raptors are sitting very very pretty right now. Yep. Um, I was listening to a radio show on the way over here, Nick. What do you think about back to back? So the Raptors have four back to backs the rest of the way. Okay. So they've had eight back to backs so far this season. They've had four. They have four back to backs the rest of the way. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see like Kyle misses one, or Kawhi misses the other. Has Lowry? Well, because at the beginning of the year we know that Leonard was always resting on a back. I don't. I don't think Kawhi plays a back to back the rest of the year. No. What about Kyle? Because we haven't seen really Kyle sit out on back to backs. Yeah, but Kyle also just missed nine out of ten with back and uh, thigh injuries, which True. can be tricky for a player like that. Definitely. Plus, the game he came back, he looked tentative. He probably hurt himself a little bit more than he probably should have. Yeah. And then if you look at three of the four games, so three of the four back to backs contain games. I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, but in each set of those back-to-backs, three of those games, one of the teams in the back-to-back scenario are the Knicks, the Cavs, and the Suns. Yeah. So it's like, do you really need to roll out Kawhi Leonard a night against, say, the Utah Jazz and then play him against the Phoenix Suns? No. No. Do you need to roll, like, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of, like, alternating Kyle Kawhi resting. It's fine, man. As long as you get a a two-seed. A one or a two seed. Yeah, exactly. I have no no doubt in my mind. Exactly. Um, no, I think they can hang on to this spot for the rest of the year. For sure, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it would be nice if Kawhi starts playing back to backs, but there's no back to backs in the playoffs. Why fucking put it through? Why put him through it? Exactly. Why? Why risk it? Why even bother? Why even no risk point. offending him? The most important thing that the Raptors can do right now is keep that squad healthy going into the postseason. Precisely. And if that means resting on back to backs, either Kawhi or Kyle, then so be it. I would say personally, just literally alternate them like Kyle missed tonight Kawhi missed tomorrow they've had a fantastic start to the season so yep. far they've put themselves in a great position to be able to rest players down the stretch if they need to and, and here's the thing man like when Kawhi ret- when Kawhi plays a game with Kyle missing so for example the Milwaukee Bucks game yep. you're gonna see Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam just dominate they it's did like it they against Utah the, they did it against Utah the, right it's, it's like just, they don't really miss a beat man it's a two-headed beat but then like when so Kawhi sits last night and Kyle plays it's a completely different style of play. Oh, for sure. But, like, they're it still works. winning, right? Yeah. So here's a here's a couple of two two crazy stats for you. Uh, the team shoots fifty four percent. Yep. 
on bat on two point field goals that Kyle Lowry assists on, and they shoot about thirty nine point six percent on three point field goals that Kyle Lowry assists on. That number drops down to about forty six and twenty nine when Kyle Lowry's not making the pass. Really? Yeah. So, so that's Kyle that Lowry. That kind of is a testament to his vision. Exactly. Kyle Lowry finding the right guys in the right spots. Yeah. Sort of thing, right? So, no. Yeah, big time. It's a different gameplay than Kwai. I mean, Kwai plays with such power and grace, and but he, he, I wouldn't say he's like a, a visionary passer by any stretch of the imagination. He just plays so clean. Exactly, right? Like, and if he plays clean, if there's a guy in the right spot, Kwai will find him, but he's not like actively looking for that guy that's in the corner that you wouldn't think to pass to like Kyle is. Yeah. So I think... That gives them two different, uh, two different looks, sort of thing, right? I think really now with the next, so what are they? The next forty games or so of the season need to be Kyle and Kwai alternating rest, but on their and figuring backs. out how to play with each other when they do play together. Yeah, for the playoffs, like fully hammering it out. Yeah, because I'd love to see like a wave of where it's Kwai Leonard dominating for four minutes, and then Kyle Lowry moves the ball around nonstop. I'd love to see them alternate back and forth. Man, if that. they can. If they can do that consistently, like, uh, I'm excited. That's I'm an excited. extremely dangerous team come come playoffs. Yeah, I think they're a dangerous team now. They are. I no, think yeah. ext- I think they're extremely dangerous. But I can, still don't think they're firing on full cylinders. I don't think they are yet. I don't think Kawhi's firing on all cylinders yet, which is scary. Yes, for the league. I don't think Pascal's firing on all cylinders. Norm Powell. This has been a, the, one of the best eight game stretches I've seen of Norm Powell's career, which is fantastic. Because Norm Powell has been guilty in the past of being too tentative, being too forceful, uh, not being engaged enough on both sides of the ball. But like, he's done everything. He's looked good offensively. He's looked good defensively. He's looked good passing the ball, rebounding, defending. They need that. Yeah, right. Because CJ Miles has given him. He's nothing. not doing that. CJ Miles has given him nothing. No. So if Norm Powell can come right back, because that's what happened last year. Norm had the minutes, and then CJ Miles stole his rotation minutes. Yeah, it was flipped. Yeah, so now <laughs> this year CJ's lost it. Yeah. But if you can plug Norm back in, if you can still have 10 guys that are NBA caliber rotation players, I, I love the I love the depth. Uh, like, bring, bring on anyone. Bring on anyone. Hey, oh, I know who we were forgetting about. Greg Monroe. Ah. Greg Monroe. That's your 11th guy right there. Who has been playing, very doing well, what man. he needs to do. Very well. He's a poor man's JV. Yeah, no, 100%. That's what you need, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I love this team. I'm very excited. Um, I would love this team a lot less if they decided to do a ridiculous ESPN reported trade with the Washington Wizards, though. I'll tell you that. So apparently the Washington Wizards, uh, which they should be, they're, they're sort of looking to rebuild and sort of trade people off. But Washington, I guess, asked Toronto for Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, and two first rounders. For? Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, who, and this is a hot take. I know Taylor likes Bradley Beal. I have no problem with Bradley Beal. But Bradley Beal, the only way Bradley Beal is a contributor on a championship team is if he's the third man. I'm sorry. I I genuinely, genuinely believe that. Like, we were talking about it off air before that. If New Orleans traded, uh, if New Orleans traded for him, are they really going to win a championship with Anthony Davis, Bradley Beal, and and Drew Holiday? No. Probably not. Are, makes are, them better, but in that West. But slash, they already have depth problems, and now you have to slash your depth to get yeah, no, sort of thing, right? Which like, most teams would be to be getting like Bradley Beal. Washington's looking at getting Julius Randle. Like Washington would get Julius Randle in that trade. Washington would not make that trade without getting Julius Randle in return. Kind right of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, is Los Angeles is LeBron and Bradley Beal winning a championship with everything they'd have to get up to get Bradley Beal? It means you're probably looking at no Kuzma. No Ingram or Ball, Lonzo. right? Yeah. Like, is LeBron Any of those guys? Is LeBron gonna win it with a bunch of 
plugs from the free agent scrap heap last year, Javal McGee and Bradley Beal? No, they're not, right? I I think Bradley Beal's a terrific player. I genuinely do. What the Raptors need is not Bradley Beal. The Raptors need what C.J. Miles was supposed to be. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I, I think... I agree. And Washington, you know, we were also talking about it. Like, they traded for Trevor Ariza, like, two weeks ago. And Trevor Ariza's been playing really, really well. He has. And I get that they needed to trade Kelly Oubre because they weren't going to have the money to sign him next year. He's a restricted free agent. But so John Wall's down for six to eight months with a, a heel surgery, right? Yep. Like, Washington had to know that he had heel problems. That just just pop up. Yeah, exactly. It's not just like, oh, all of a sudden John Wall has a fucking <laughs> fractured heel, right? So it just seems super strange to me that... Washington, I mean, I guess I knew they wouldn't have been able to trade Kelly Oubre, but why not trade Kelly Oubre for a pick, right? Like for a couple of picks or something like right. that, right? Like why trade it for Trevor Ariza, right? I mean, now now they're definitely going to go into sell mode, so whatever they get for Trevor Ariza, because they're definitely going to trade him. They're going to trade him somewhere. They won't right? get much. Exactly, right? You might get a late first rounder from the Houston Rockets. You get better draft assets f- with for trading Oubre than Ariza. Probably, right? Like, I guarantee you could get the Houston Rockets next year's first for Trevor Ariza because the Houston Rockets are desperate for Tabo Matt. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you're looking... Exactly. The the list of teams that would trade you right now for Trevor Ariza no. are Houston, Golden State, OKC, probably Denver, actually, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee. Yeah. Toronto's not going to make the money work. Boston, I'm sure they'd be apprehensive to give up capital for Trevor Ariza. Uh... Most teams, probably. Right? So, I don't know. It's just, I mean, in a bottle, like, or in a vacuum, it's a fine trade for Trevor Ariza. But if you look at the grand scheme of, like, what your organization was, the problems that you definitely knew existed with John Wall, it's, again, just another truly head-scratching trade from the worst organization in fucking basketball. We do not like them. Not a fan. Not a fan of those Wizards. Wizards are terrifying. Um, Next, Thibodeau or Philadelphia? Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Thibodeau got fired yesterday, man. After a 108, it's like 86 win. Like he blew out the Lakers <laughs> by 22 points or 21 points. Strange or timing. And then got fired. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, that's just another organization where the owner's a little too uh, eccentric, I think, for his own good, right? Yep. I mean, it's it's whatever. It's his team. He can do what he wants with it. But, but like for a team that like, you know, coming into the season, you're like, yeah, they, you know, they had the players, right? They had the players yeah. in place. You had Cat, you had Jimmy Butler at the time, you had Wiggins, an unsurprising yeah. Derrick Rose who's playing very well. Well, here's the thing: the team is like, uh, it's too haphazard. I mean, this is and this was Thibodeau's fault. I think this was his undoing. I mean, there's something to be said about a man that will stick to his guns and stick to his views and stick to his principles no matter what. But at the same time, like this team is not meant to compete for a champion. I'm sorry. There's flaws in Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Wiggins' games right now. Yeah, which is strange. But but at the same time, they're 23 and 22 years old. Very young. Right? They have time to turn it around. Jimmy Butler is 28 when they got him. Taj Gibson was like 30 when they got him, right? Yeah. Derrick Rose is 30, right? Yeah. It's like, you, you can't... You're not going to appease the veterans that want to win without stunting the growth of... Carl Anthony Townsend Wiggins, or if you let those guys develop, you're going to piss off those guys. 100%. And maybe there is a coach. Maybe there is a coach in the league that has the personality, uh, the abilities to blend those together. That coach is not Tom Thibodeau. No. Tom Thibodeau says, it's my way, and fuck you. I'm not even going to (laughs) rhyme. My way, that's it, right? And that works for veterans to an extent. That works for young guys to an extent. But when your superstar players are getting paid superstar money like Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, you should just let them develop. 
have time to develop. 100%. Let them become who they're going to become. Yep. Don't try to force the issue just because you've missed the playoffs for 13 years. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. If they had waited, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, what would have been, right? But it's a strange situation, Yeah. That's, to say the least. It's a strange situation. And, and, you know, Tom Thibodeau, I think, brought it upon himself with... Like, with, with that roster man coming into the year, you had to at least figure that they were going to... Be succeeding. Made the playoffs last year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I think that was their that ceiling. That falls on the coach. I think that was their ceiling, though, was a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Right? Which is fine. I mean, yeah. Which is fine, but... Yeah. Uh, do you want to... Do you want As an owner, do you want a playoff team? No, you, you want to win. You want to win, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think the best thing for Minnesota women to fire Tom Thibodeau. And, you know, and here's... And I said it. I said, Fred Hoiberg's not done in the NBA. Because Fred Hoiberg is apparently the leading Fred Hoiberg, and then uh, Chauncey Billups are the leading front runners for coach of that job, or the Minnesota Timberwolves. Those are their one-two preferred. So, do you think Thibodeau will end up getting another job? No. You think he's done? I think. Or in a lesser role. I think I think Tom Thibodeau could get a defensive coordinator position. Yeah. But I think Tom Thibodeau has an ego, and two and a half years left on a guaranteed contract from Minnesota, that he'll pay out. Like, the guys, like, Derek Rose will tell stories of their days back in Chicago that, like, him and his friends would come in after a night of doing things to poor young... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's verging slander. Um, Derek Rose and his friends, would, he's like, we would go into a gym at, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and lights would be on. It's just fucking Tom Thibodeau in his office, just working on shit, as the defensive coordinator. Or, like, as the head coach, I should say, right? It's yep. just, like, there's a level of commitment for sure, but... In a player's league, which today's league is, like, you can't be, I don't know, you can't be, uh, you it's, you can't be a dictator anymore. Right. That doesn't exist, right? Like, yeah. Or you have to be Popovich to be that. <laughs> like a mastermind. Yeah, you have to be yeah. Greg Popovich. Yeah. Um, One of a kind. So, I don't know, I think Minnesota did it to, or I think Tom Thibodeau did it to himself. I think he, if he had just, I mean, I guess he, he was totally blindsided by the being fired. I mean, you just won by 21 points, that would be. All things considered. Like, that, that's pretty blindsided. Tonight? Yeah, that's pretty blindsided. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I think Minnesota needed to take this step back. I really did. To take two steps forward. To take three steps forward. Three. I was, talk, I was talking. Yeah, five. Take, take six steps. What do I care? Um, I was talking at the start of the year as Carl Anthony Towns as a top five fantasy player. I know. Right? Yeah. And if you look at his production since Jimmy Butler's left. Better. Considerably. Yeah. Considerably better. Um, I don't know. I, I think Carl Anthony Towns is just scratching the surface. And here's the thing. Wiggins is a 23-year-old, hyper-athletic, seven wing. Like, he's the prototypical basketball player. <laughs> yeah, you just seriously. need a coach that can somehow convince I'll this guy. his potential. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right? And, like, Tom Thibodeau... I, I think it's clear with it. Tom Thibodeau brought in Lewaldang, Derek Rose, Taj Gibson, and Jimmy Butler that... <laughs> He was not willing to work and wait with Andrew Wiggins yeah. to untap that potential, right? Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, exactly, right? Like, Wiggins is basically right now, his contract is shitty, but he's 23 years old. Like, like, let's, like give him some yeah, time give, give, give him a minute, you, right? Like, yeah. are you going to criticize a kid for signing a contract to make $150 million? No. Right? Like, you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, Le'Veon Bell's right for... <laughs> For holding out, but fuck Andrew Wiggins, right? Like you're not gonna be mad at someone for signing a contract when someone's gonna give you 150 million. 100. Not gonna, not gonna say no to that. 100. But 
I'm curious. I'm curious to see what Minnesota looks like in two, three years. Yeah, man. Um, like you said, it, they could they could have taken a step back. Could like this could hurt them. Obviously, this season is kind of not going to work out for them. They may rebound next year, but it's probably what you think looking like. Maybe in a couple of years, they'll potentially depending two on years. the move they make in the higher two years. Two years. I bet you, two so years. not next year. Next year, you start to see if all if all goes according to plans. If all goes according to plans, I have yeah, the right yeah, coach yeah. and everything like and that. And we've seen we've seen Wiggins and exactly Kat you'll, develop. you'll you'll start hearing stories about next year. You start hearing stories about like Wiggins all of a sudden is above a league average defender. Right, like he's just above. Like you know, he's a couple of true defensive points, but above. still can take that next step. But he, exactly right because right right now he's a black hole on defense. But, yep. Oh, I'm so sorry, I pulled that off your chair. That's um, totally okay. Yeah, just don't ever come back here. Again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like you'll start, I think if all things goes according to plan, they hire the right coach and everything like that. We'll start hearing stuff like that next year. Like Andrew Wiggins is a, a bubble league average defender, right? And then the year after that, oh, and like and with Carl Anthony Towns, you'll hear stuff like you'll, you'll, he'll start to be mentioned a lot more frequently in the uh, Jokic like top big man, yeah, like top five center yeah, conversations, yeah, yeah. right? Like I mean, he probably is now. But I but can be even better. I I'll, I bet you Clint Capella gets more praise than Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So you'll start to see that next year. You start to hear like the stories and stuff like that, and then the year after that, they'll explode. Yeah. They'll explode onto the onto the scene. I think. You'd think. Um. No, but I mean, and Wiggins is a Canadian. You don't want to see him like struggle or anything like that. Yeah, you want him to succeed. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think. I mean, it can't be easy being a Minnesota fan. Thirteen years of futility. Just to win and get massacred in a gentleman's sweep by the the gold or the Houston Rockets, right? So, step back to take two steps forward. Sometimes it's what you gotta do, man. That's what you gotta do. Um, and one of the people that, or one of the reasons that they had to take that step back, where they then traded Jimmy Butler. By the way, all things considered, if you're Minnesota, Jimmy Butler apparently wanted to trade after the playoffs last year. Um, you should have traded him right away. Yeah. Fired Thibodeau, yeah, and started over this year, right? Because then sometimes like, all things moves a little too late, man. Precisely, right? Like, or you should have just let Thibodeau go through the year. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, fire him at the end of the year. Precisely. If you weren't gonna be smart enough to do it last year, when yeah, you it's should. always strange when you're just in the middle of the season. You're like, I well, mean, and it's even stranger just like with all the shit they had with Jimmy Butler, and then they got rid of Jimmy Butler, and then they were playing better. It's like they're like weeding out. They're like, what's the issue? Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, we all could have told you it was Tom Thibodeau. I think Tom Thibodeau was a perfect. The roster was there. I think Tom Thibodeau was a perfect NBA coach in a different era. Yeah. I think if Tom Thibodeau was coaching in the early two thousands, yeah, like I might have had two, three championships. Yeah. But the game has changed. Game has changed drastically. Game has changed drastically. Um. So Jimmy Butler it took him all of eight weeks. To, <laughs> to, uh, so apparently he Cause was calling storm. out Brett Brown for not for he wanted a more expanded role in the offense, uh, and apparently people were saying he was verging on disrespectful towards Brett Brown in the in the video session. This comes on the heels of Joel Embiid complaining about his role in the offense. This comes on the heels of fans, people in the media, and people in the organization starting petitions to keep Kylie Jenner banned from games because <laughs> they don't want her at the stadium distracting Ben Simmons. This comes on the heels oh, of uh, Kendall. Kendall, Kendall, yeah, Kendall, yeah, yeah, Kendall, Kendall yeah, yeah. Clearly, I know. Um, Same thing. Yeah, this comes on the heels of like. We said it. We said it from the start. You're putting three very combative personalities 
in a room together. It's bound to explode. And here it is, exploding, right? Eight and weeks. Like, I think Joel Embiid's fantastic, but I don't think Ben Simmons or Jimmy Butler as, are as good as they think they are or that a lot of people in the media think they are. Yeah. Like, Ben Simmons is... Embiid is. No, I, I, Embiid's out of this discussion. Embiid's a top 10 player in the NBA. Yeah. Ben Simmons is probably a top 20, 25 player in the league, but he's reached a peak. He's he, reached a peak until he hits his jump shot. And exactly, you know, man. He needs to develop that shot. And it's not even that, like, he needs to score the three. Like, he needs to, he, did, he doesn't need to score at an effective rate. Even if he hits 25% of his threes, that means he's taking threes. Yeah, but even just to... He, it just clogs. Right now, the lane's clogged up. Because Jimmy Butler's a good three-point shooter. He's not a great three-point shooter. Even if he shooter. makes he, it a possibility that he can hit that three, that immensely yeah. increases his if, value. If he takes four threes a game and hits 25%, so he hits one three a game, that's... Every single drive down, that's yeah. lanes opened up for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And that's also Joel Embiid being able to have one-on-one coverage in the post. Yeah. Right? Joel Embiid is as dominant of a post scorer as Shaquille O'Neal was. He's good, man. He's fucking good, man. <laughs> yeah. But Ben Simmons, and even if Ben Simmons goes out to the three-point line, I, I, me as a defender, I'm going to throw more people into that lane. I'm, I'm sorry. Saying. I'm not, not staying on Ben. Like, it's just, it clogs up lanes. It's the, just, three of them, the three of them... Joel Embiid is an okay three-point shooter. Jimmy Butler is a good three-point shooter. But they, all three of them, are the best when they're in the lane, wrecking havoc, dishing and stuff like that. Yeah. Or scoring. So, I don't know. It's not a perfect fit. I mean, and, like, really, I think the Philadelphia 76ers problems stem more from their bench. Their bench is atrocious. Not good. Like, it's just, there's no depth there whatsoever, right? Like, it starts to immediately trail off after, like, TJ McConnell's great, but, like... It starts to really trail off with with talent or like with, with no. talent. like it's it's very noticeable. Yeah, the like the steep down sort of thing. Hundred percent, like, man. Like you look at Toronto and Boston, they don't have that steep of a down. Even Milwaukee, well, they Milwaukee barely miss. A, they barely miss a beat. Yeah, Indiana, same thing. Like they they really improve. And look their at their records, right? Sure. I mean, Philly has a good record, but but Philly also has these problems. And yeah, as we saw Not in Minnesota, as we saw in Chicago and Jimmy Butler's last year, like this yep. is a, can sink a team. It's just who he is. Yeah, <laughs> and he's 29 years old. He's going to command max money. He missed Exiting 20 his prime. He missed like he 24 games last year. He has on. I think it was an average of games that he's played over the past three years was like 64 to 67. I think I checked that at the start of this year, or oh. at the start, of, or when he got uh, traded in, in Philly, I should say. Yeah. So like that's 15 games missed a year. You want to pay $190 million to that guy to then stunt the development? It's it's the Minnesota Timberwolves all over again. <laughs> yeah. You have two young pillars that don't ge- that don't gel with his timeline. Can't. So you either keep Jimmy Butler happy and change the offense to make him happy, stunt the development of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. I don't Simmons. think they would go that way. I don't think so either. I think Philadelphia I think Philadelphia's a better team with Jimmy Butler. I don't think they I think I think they're a better team if they have Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Bradley Beal. Yeah. If you have fucking Bradley Beal on that team. There you go. Bradley Beal as the third person on that team, that team scares me. Yeah. That no, team 100%. scares me a lot more than this team right here. Yeah. Just based on the fact that, sure, maybe Butler has more like potential and can be better than... But it's the headaches. He's a better defense. It's the injuries. It's... It's what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons need. Oh, my God. Didn't mean to rhyme there. They could gel better. 
they can gel better with Bradley unit than having they, Butler there. Than having Butler there, right? Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Butler has a lot of overlapping skill sets with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, whereas Bradley Beal is the exact opposite. Yep. Right? Yeah. I think it's a better fit, right? I mean, I guess, you know, hindsight 2020, Washington wasn't trading Bradley Beal. Yeah. They traded timing. for him and everything like that. But uh, I think Philly signs him, but I think that they basically just put the nail in the coffin on what the process is. Right. I think, I mean, unless Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons keep developing at a transcendent pace. But like I said, I, Ben Simmons is the exact same player to me this year as he was last year. Yeah, man, because he hasn't developed a shot. So you were a rookie of the year last year. How do you year? not develop a shot? I don't get it, man. Well, apparently, like, and then stuff like that comes into question about his work ethic and his If you ability. develop a shot, you could literally, like, become, like, You don't even Le- need to LeBron develop. 2.0. <laughs> exactly, man. Like, he hits a jump shot, he's the closest thing the league has to LeBron James. Yeah. Exactly, dude. But exactly. Like, I don't know, man. That's an extremely limiting factor to his game. And then, like, so... I guess Joel Embiid's starting to mature. And, like, Ben Simmons is 21. Or 22. Ben Again, Simmons so going back to, like, what let's we were saying not, about Wiggins. Let's not cat. jump down his throat just yet. No. Right? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, lack of work ethic is something that's been said about Ben Simmons over his three years and everything like that. You know who hates lack of work ethic? Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, literally he who's calling out his teammates for that. Exactly, right? Like, so I, I don't know. It just seems... I get the di- I get the dice roll, but basically Philadelphia, from what Philadelphia was in spring 2017 when, uh, Dar or not Daryl Morey, Sam Hinkie, the process, yep, because they they were fine. I bet you Sam Hinkie doesn't trade two picks to draft Markel Fultz. Mm-mm. I bet you Sam Hinkie gets Jason Tatum, and this team all of a sudden looks fucking dangerous, good, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. or they're they're on the up and coming, right? So maybe they're not going to win this year, but then can you imagine Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, and Ben Simmons next year? Yikes. Right? Like, so I think that's just Philadelphia basically putting the nail in the coffin once they sign Jimmy Butler to an outsider. Because Sam Hinkie was always an outsider, and they basically just said, nah, the process, we refuse to acknowledge if the process worked or not, right? Right. I wish I could have seen that through. <laughs> It was cool. It was like a cultural revolution in the NBA. Trust the process. Trust the process, right? So that's, I mean, it was a pretty hectic week in the NBA, all things considered. Definitely, definitely. Um, 2K draft tonight. Oh, baby. What are we down to, like, hour Probably and a half two now? two minutes, man. Two hours, I should say. Uh, yep. Two hours. On the dot? Yeah, man. No, less than that. An hour and a half, you're right. Yeah, hour and a half. Crazy, dude. Yes, Crazy. sir. Yes, sir. In Dieterino. We'll give you guys a recap next podcast about our teams drafted. And... Yeah, we're actually going to live tweet the entire thing. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Beers Mandatory episode 33, I think pretty natural points. And anything else you want to add there, Nick? Uh, uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Graham? Uh, no, no, I've been basically talking this entire time. Um... <laughs> Again, always great. Always yep. great to get back to it. Yep, the Larry Bird edition. Larry B, LB, the White Larry Bird. The White Larry Bird. Was there a Black Larry Bird? Uh, Kevin Durant? <laughs> Closest thing to it. Yeah, Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Have a great one. Out.